in the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Curious Dimension podcast. This is episode number five. I want to thank everybody that has been supporting the channel. The feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. If you have a second, please hit that subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything, and it really helps the channel reach a wider audience. My guest today is Jim Garrison, president, founder, and chief academic officer at Ubiquity University. Jim is also the director of the New Paradigm Institute in Washington, D.C. Jim has worked with Danny Sheehan in the Christic Institute as director of nuclear policy and as director of the Eastland Soviet American Exchange Program from 1985 to 1990. He served as president of the Gorbachev Foundation from 1992 to 1995 and president of the State of the World Forum from 1995 to 2000, with Mikhail Gorbachev serving as convening chairman. In 2005, he became president of Ubiquity University. Jim received his bachelor's from the University of Santa Clara, an MTS from Harvard, and a PhD from Cambridge. His books include The Plutonium Culture, America as Empire, The Darkness of God, Theology After Hiroshima, Citizen Diplomacy, and Civilization, the Transformation of Power. Jim and I had a stimulating conversation about the state of UFO disclosure and how the New Paradigm Institute will play a role facilitating disclosure in the coming years. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you guys will too. Without further ado, here's Jim Garrison. Hey, Jim, thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Pleasure. Yeah, I've been following you guys uh, for a while now. and. Um, have a ton of questions to ask you. It looks like you guys are doing some amazing things over there. We really are. Yeah. I'm in one of the most exciting periods of my whole life. It's really, really extraordinary. Really extraordinary. I'm here in Washington, D.C. The office is right between the U.S. Supreme Court and the Senate office buildings and then across the street from the U.S. Capitol. So I'm literally in the epicenter of the U.S. government working on full disclosure of the ufos can you tell me a little bit how you got involved with this topic um have you had any personal experiences this topic Uh, how did you get involved well my first involvement actually happened back in i think it was 1976 or so uh, when I was working uh, with Danny Sheehan, actually, in the Jesuit National Office of Social Ministries, he was their general counsel. I was their director of nuclear policy. One day he came in very excited, saying that there was a possibility of seeing some microfilm uh, from Project Blue Book uh, in the National Archive. And so that caused great excitement in the office. and. And then one night, a few night, days later, we went to the National Archives in the evening. It was about eight o'clock at night, and we uh, hunkered over these little, small uh, microfilms. And it was a very exciting. We saw spacecraft, and we saw, you know, debris, and we saw this thing, and there was great excitement. And at the time, we were taking the initiative to form became known as the Washington Interreligious Staff Council. And that ended up being a coalition of about 40 plus major religious denominations, interfaith denominations in Washington. And we proposed that extraterrestrials be one of the policy priorities for uh, the Washington Interreligious Staff Council. And um, along with, you know, stopping nuclear weapons stopping world hunger and so forth and so on, human rights. And they decided not to do it. They said it was, it was too marginal at that time. But uh, Danny has kept 
much more deeply involved than I have. And then many years later, uh, I had reason uh, to be in the Republic of Georgia along the Black Sea in uh, 1986 with U.S. business delegation. And we were walking along in the late afternoon. All of a sudden, I saw some objects uh, in the sky, three objects like a triangle. And they were moving in a very weird way. And I, I, I stopped. There was a guy I was with four or five other people. I said, wait a minute, guys. Is this my eyes? If it's an airplane, it should be flying in a straight line. And these guys are going zigzag. And everybody stopped. We looked, and finally I said, I think it's a UFO. And everybody says, yeah, it's a UFO. And we watched it for a while, and then it disappeared. And we had a very animated conversation, you know, for the rest of the day. And then, you know, there's nothing one does about it. There's nothing one right. can do about it in those days. So you just forget about it. And then after a while, you're a little embarrassed to even bring it up because, mm. as you know, the Central Intelligence Agency had extremely effective in the United States to not only convince people that the UFO don't exist, but that if you believe in them or you talk about it, you're crazy. <laughs> right. Very effective. So it kind of goes subterranean. And that's one of the delightful aspects of being involved in the disclosure movement at the moment is the U.S. government has just passed the legislation saying, yes, technologies of unknown origin, non-human technology, non-human intelligences exist, and all the government agencies and the contracting corporations have to turn that information over to the National Archives for dissemination in the public domain. That's now on the record. And even though it was stripped of any executive functions, which we can talk and all that, yes, the reality is that 2024 is the first year that comes under the rubric of post-disclosure. Wow. I know out of the bag. It's safe yep. to talk about UFOs. And almost everybody you talk to either has had the experience or knows somebody who has. And everybody's relieved that finally you can talk about the obvious. Right. 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 Yeah, it's, uh, it is amazing. I mean, I know people that have seen things that they can't explain and, um, yeah, they, they feel weird talking about it, or at least they have in the past. And, uh, now you're right. It seems almost they'd be giving a pass to, to talk about those past experiences. I'd love to get your perspective on the UFO disclosure act, the Chuck Schumer amendment, um, where it was, I think in August and, and where we are now. Could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Let me just back up a little bit to give folks a little bit of context. It was really in December of 2017 when the New York Times ran a full page, a front page article on the fact that the U.S. government had information about alien craft and the UFOs that the pendulum began to turn and from decades of complete classification, secrecy, marginalization, and ridicule till all of a sudden the New York Times, the most prestigious newspaper uh, in the United States, declared that the Pentagon uh, knew about it. And in fact, it showed uh, to its readers some videos that had been okay. provided by a uh, gentleman, Lou Elizondo, who had been working in the intelligence community in the UFO, UAP domain. UAP meaning unidentified anomalous phenomena, which is how the U.S. government now refers to what everyone knows as UFOs. So that really got the ball rolling. He was really the first UFO whistleblower. And when that happened, it was like breaking a log jam uh, in the government. And all of a sudden, the Congress woke up 
to the reality that the most closely held information possibly in human history had been kept even from the U.S. Congress, and they wanted in on it. They wanted to find out as the legislative branch, the U.S. government, and according to the Supreme Court, the actual locus of government. What is going on? And we want the information. So that began a series of hearings and bipartisan discussions and more whistleblowers began to, to show up. So finally, in July of 2023, just last year, David Grush, who in some ways succeeded Lou Elizondo, uh, although in a different agency, uh, with a mandate to find out what he could about the UFOs, UAP, he also resigned because mm. he realized that something was really wrong with the chain of command and accountabilities. Uh, and he went to the uh, media and then he testified in open session, sworn testimony uh, on July 26 before the House Government Operations Subcommittee on National Security, along with two other uh, military personnel uh, who talked about the experience of fighter pilots uh, tracking the UAP. And David Grush stated categorically, yes, the U.S. government has alien craft, retrieved alien craft, and extraterrestrial biological entity, what he called biologic. And that sent shockwaves around the world. Mm -hmm. He was David Grush. Last July 26 was the first time in history where a senior government official stated categorically that this was, in fact, the reality. Shortly thereafter, Senator Schumer, uh, Senate Majority Leader, and Senator Round uh, from uh, Montana, uh, so it was Democrat and Republican, it was bipartisan. Uh, they submitted the UAP Disclosure Act as part of the 2024 National Defense Authorization Act that the Congress, every December, votes into law, provide the U.S. military with everything that it needs to do what militaries do. So Senator Schumer and Senator Rounds embedded that UAP Disclosure Act as an amendment in the NDAA and sent it to the House of Representatives because it has to go through the reconciliation process. Both houses of Congress have to vote on the same piece of legislation. Went through the reconciliation process and the empire struck back and basically the defense industry through uh, people that they basically own uh, in the U.S. Congress, like Mike Rogers, who's the chairman of the uh, House Armed Services Committee, posed it. So they stripped the Schumer Amendment any executive function. So no right of eminent domain, no subpoena power, no presidential appointed committee to oversee, nothing. However, the bill got through, even though stripped down. And on December 14th and 15th, first the Senate and then the House passed the bill. And then President Biden signed it into law on December 22nd. And post-disclosure began because that bill, which had been renamed the Unidentified Anomalous Records Collection Act, stated that the U.S. government is in possession of technologies of unknown origin, non-human technologies, and non-human intelligence. Apparently, they have around nine to 10 retrieved alien craft and upwards of 30 to 40 uh, alien uh, bodies. 
And they mandated that beginning October 23rd of 2024, all the government agencies in the military and in the intelligence community and in the energy sector and the commercial sector and all the contracting corporations that had anything to do with UFOs have to begin to send all their information to the National Archives of the United States with the intent to disclose it. Now, doesn't have executive function. So is a statement of principle for the first time in history that this is in fact the reality. And now the next phase of disclosure begin. And the new Paradigm Institute of which I'm a part as the national, as the director of their office in Washington, D.C. Um, and other organizations are working with uh, Senator Schumer's office and various people in the Senate House to strengthen the UAP disclosure legislation so that we can get subpoena power, that so we can get the right of imminent, imminent domain, we can get a presidential commission. And there's been the formation since January of the UAP caucus. So for the first time in history, there's a public caucus for full uh, UAP disclosure. And so it's a really very exciting time uh, because this, in my view, is arguably the most important piece of legislation moment in all of human history. This is the first time where the human race collectively is being told by the most powerful government in the world at this moment that we are not alone, that extraterrestrials exist, they've been on planet Earth, and there's extensive evidence which will be provided concerning contact and communication. It's an extraordinary moment because the implication of cosmic contact with extraterrestrials will transform every aspect of human society. It's, it's unbelievable that we're sitting here having this conversation uh, about this topic. And I'll just be um, forthright with you. I found this topic around 2006, and it really took my world from this to this. Yeah. And, I, and it made me want to learn about the politics, mathematics, philosophy, and... Um, after a few years of really diving deep, I started to realize that nobody else really knew at that time or it wasn't talked about. So I kind of put it aside for a little while and then got right back into it. Um, right around the time the New York Times article came out and um, I thought to myself, wow, this, this might actually have some momentum here. And there, there may be a change in, in the way people think about this. Um, so I got right back into it and started following it. Um, but I wanted to ask you, what role in the future do you envision institutions like the New Paradigm Institute and, uh, and, and Ubiquity College? What kind of role do you see them playing in the future of disclosure, ex the extraterrestrial phenomena, contact? Do you guys have a plan in place? Yes, a very, very specific plan. And let me uh, tell you, because it's so exciting what we're doing. Starting with the partnership between New Paradigm Institute and Ubiquity University. Now that we're in the post-disclosure world and you can talk about it, it's like coming out of the closet, right? And first thing people are going to want to know is, well, what are the facts? We've been told up to last December that UFOs don't even exist. Now the U.S. government is saying they do. What is it, What are the is the history? What is the law? Uh, what about ET technologies? What is real? That's one set of questions. The other set of questions they're going to ask is, who are these beings? How can we communicate with them? Right? So people need to be trained 
This is we're entering our ET humanity's entering its ET moment. We need to know what the facts are and how do we communicate with these extraterrestrials. That's the most important thing that in the world, in my view. So New Paradigm Institute is preparing a certificate on the history, law, politics, and technology of UFOs, UAP. And the first course is going to be offered by Danny Sheehan on February 29th. Uh, on, uh, he's going to teach two courses on the history, law, politics, one and two of uh, UAP. And then on the ubiquity side, we're developing a certificate on extraterrestrial awareness and communication. And New Paradigm Institute and Ubiquity University are collectively establishing the extraterrestrial studies program so that you can take these two certificates of eight courses apiece and then go into ubiquity and get a master's and PhD degree in ET studies. It's the first academic program on extraterrestrial studies in the history of the world. It's amazing, very, very exciting. And so you can go to newparadigminstitute.org or ubiquityuniversity.org. And you'll see right there on the home pages uh, information that will allow you uh, to take these uh, certificates. It's, it's very exciting. So that's one thing. Everyone needs to know what the facts are. We all need training. I'm going to take the courses. Everybody needs to learn how to communicate with ETs. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. And uh, so we're going to be teaching courses in remote viewing, in mental telepathy, in, in uh, interspecies communication. It turns out that if you can communicate with your dog or cat, or you communicate with trees or your horses or whoever you communicate, if you can communicate with other sentient beings in an intelligible way, you can communicate with ET. So there's lots of very interesting aspects of training. So that's number one. Number two, we're launching what we're calling Citizens for Disclosure for people around the United States, Europe, Asia, wherever people are interested in disclosure. We want them to come together in a self-conscious network around the world so we can exchange information. You can do it wherever you are. Just get in touch with newparadigminstitute.org and join the Citizens for Disclosure. We have a handbook we're going to be sending out to everybody. We encourage everybody to join the training program. And if you're a Citizen for Disclosure organizer, we give you a scholarship because we just want people to do this involved. and get involved. Uh, so that's another aspect. Third aspect is what we call calls to action. If you're an American citizen, it's it's really important you call your congressman, call your senator, uh, let people know. One of the things that the Citizens for Disclosure groups will be doing uh, is making the UAP disclosure issue an election issue in the 2024 election. So we want to be trained. We want to start citizen action groups. And thirdly, we want to start working globally with the major world religion. Because ultimately, the UAP disclosure issue, in our view, New Paradigm Institute, is a matter of consciousness. It's a matter of spiritual awareness that the whole cosmos is a living organism and we're part of it. So we have a very interesting and very dynamic conversation going on. The Jews, Christians, and Muslims sort of in the West and the Hindus and Buddhists and Taoists in the East and the indigenous tradition to start to gather all the different memories 
that each one of the religious and spiritual traditions have about extraterrestrials. It's really extraordinary if you think about it. Just take Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. The creation myth is we were created by somebody else. Right. <laughs> it's an amazing. The ET, the, the ET awareness is embedded in the collective memory of humankind. And just in this scientific enlightenment modality that we're in, we've forgotten who we really are. And now we have this extraordinary possibility of remembering. Another thing that we're doing is we're starting a, a, a team of lawyers. We've got nearly 20 lawyers who volunteered to work with New Paradigm Institute to defend the whistleblowers. Since David Grush testified last July, there's been upwards of 20 to 30, some say 40 other intelligence people and military people that want to become whistleblowers. It's extraordinary. Really and, extraordinary. But they want protections, right? They want protection. And they need, the word, they need word, representation. Word. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We're starting but, a global council, luminaries around the world to be briefed on the UAP issue so that major global institutions and citizen action uh, can be trained at what's real and get dynamically involved as a global network to ensure that the momentum toward UAP disclosure not only increases and accelerates, but that the narrative is positive. We don't want to go into our cosmic moment trembling in our boots that we're going to be eaten alive by ferocious aliens. Mm. We need to go into that dark night knowing that the night is full of stars and that the extraterrestrials have come to planet Earth for a reason. And the fact is, if you do an analysis of all the people who've reported communications with ETs uh, over the last 80 years, and I mean all over the world, virtually every country in the world has had ET UFO encounters. People report basically the same thing, that the extraterrestrials are telling us, stop killing each other, stop destroying the planet, and above all, your nuclear weapons. There That's well documented. That the alien craft have hovered over nuclear missile bases and shut them down. They've shut down the aircraft carrier Nimitz back in 2005. The entire aircraft carrier was shut down over half an hour. Uh, all electronic communication. So they've been having a beeline on our military technology and are saying humanity's basically become a virus mm -hmm. in the global ecology. And if you're going to survive your ET moment, you got to get a grip. You got to come into harmony with each other. We're watching Israel commit genocide in Gaza right now as you and I are speaking. That's how poisoned human relations have become. Everywhere you look, there's conflict, mass shootings, alienation, despair, stress. Why? Nobody's doing it to us. We're doing it to ourselves. And because we're doing it to ourselves, we can change it. Yeah. Similarly about the way we are treating the environment. So the extraterrestrials have been very specific and their communication to us. So we, knowing that, we need to embrace this possibility in our view at the Paradigm Institute and at Ubiquity University with open hearts. Because this is the first time in human history where one narrative has emerged that everybody everywhere can embrace for exactly the same reason at exactly the same time. Never happened before. And that's why I'm here dedicating my life 
to this proposition, as I know you are, and Danny Sheehan is, and Richard Dolan is, and most everybody I know, because with the world teetering on the brink of self-destruction, we've got to listen to what the heavens are telling for our own redemption. And that's such a refreshing sort of narrative that's being put out there right now, because there's other individuals in this space that, that pedal a bit more fear. Um, and I think it's important that we have, you know, an overall view of what this is and try to get as much information as possible, which it sounds like you guys are going to do a fantastic job of doing that. But I do think there's something to the way you approach it. Like if you approach it from a positive point of view, that has something to do with we think about it and the way it reacts. And I think that's a very positive thing you guys are doing over there at New Paradigm Institute and Ubiquity University. But my question is, what challenges do you think you guys have in place or what challenges or barriers exist to achieving widespread acceptance and disclosure? Oh boy, that's a great question because they, they continue to be very present. I think at two fundamental levels, Number one, the same legacy group that classified anything having to do with UFOs in a more secret classification than even nuclear weapons technology still is alive and well. It's mm. still trying to repress as much of the information from getting out as possible. Why? Because they want to reverse engineer that technology to make the first UFO weapon that'll really blow up whoever it is that the United States needs to blow up in order to uh, maintain global supremacy. Uh, from what we understand, you know, several of the high-tech defense corporations are on the verge of a UFO weapon that can deliver a warhead to China in like 120 seconds, two minutes, right? The other insidious aspect, which has been cracked, is the way that ET technology has been repressed and kept of the public domain. We know from everything that's available for us as evidence that the alien have used energy mechanism, anti-gravitics, you know, having to do with gravity so that you use gravity as a propulsion system. And zero point energy, where as Tesla, you know, a hundred years ago in the United States demonstrated space is not empty. Space is full of two things, information and energy. And you can actually draw energy right out of empty space, just like you can drive a car with water. You don't need fossil fuels. Well, at the, at that moment, John D. Rockefeller was consolidating the Standard Oil Company and convincing the U.S. government that fossil fuels were what we needed to run the cars and industry and so forth and so on. So the fossil fuel industry allied itself with the military-industrial complex and has been repressing all the information uh, that has been derived from not only the extraterrestrial technology, but the technical scientific breakthroughs of people like Tesla so that the world remains completely dependent on oil. And so we have a lot of work to do to first get all the information and then reverse engineering advanced technology from Cosmos to kill more people. And we need to stop repressing the energy uh, availabilities 
so that we can begin to move radically and quickly beyond fossil fuels, which are causing climate change and global warming. We all know that to energy systems that could empower everybody everywhere in the world, with everything they need, literally out of thin air. That's what's possible. And Tesla discovered it 100 years ago, and we all saw what happened to him. They hounded him virtually to death, and as soon as he was dead, body was cold. They came in and took all his papers. Yeah. And that's I mean, not, they, they, that's not conspiracy. Exactly. They, they did that. Yeah. 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 So there's a, those are challenges. The public is not a challenge. It's amazing. When I go to people and I speak to a lot of people, a lot of random people, just as an exercise, I walk up to people and I say, by the way, did, did you know that the U.S. government has just mandated UAP disclosure? All the information about UFOs is now going to come out. They go, really? Whoa. And the next thing I know, they're telling me an ET story or somebody they knew who met, a, <laughs> met an alien or they saw, uh, you know, a glimmer of light in the night sky that went zigzag, just like I saw when I was in Georgia. And people are kind of delighted and they go away excited. So it's not that the public can't deal with this information. It's the vested interests can't deal mm -hmm. with this information. That's what's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, what, how can the general public benefit from the work and the insights generated from like ubiquity university and new paradigm as do you mentioned communication, um, when this fully comes out. And the technologies are sort of released and um, studied and perfected. How does that change the world, the economy? Like, I, I'm not sure if you're an economist or not, but what does that look like? If you can run energy from thin air and you're transitioning from fossil fuels to something ultra clean and, you know, probably most likely very cost effective. What does that look like? I mean, what, what do people's homes look like? I know that's a massive question, but have you thought about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just imagine the following. Imagine a little box the size of my iPhone in the corner of your room that is programmed with kind of algorithms that can draw energy out of the air and power all your utility devices, you know, your stove, your refrigerator. It doesn't cost anything. And maybe you paid for the box, you know, $50 or something like that. Uh, and it works morning, noon, at night, rain or shine, because it's drawing up the space. Just imagine what that would do to power people in the, in the, in the uh, African subcontinent, Latin, yeah. India, poor people. You know, imagine if you drove your car with water. You just go to the faucet, up a bucket, pour it in the car and drive off. I mean, that was breakthrough in France over 30 years ago. You can drive, you don't need fossil fuels for your car. The only reason why we're driving with fossil fuels is because they actively repressed all the other technologies. That's what everybody needs to get. So once these technologies emerge, all of a sudden, everybody's going to start experiencing a life of possibility. Look at education. Imagine you, you have your little kidlet and uh, you send them off to preschool and one of the first things that they learn is remote viewing, which little kids are really good at. Mm. If we just train the next generation in remote viewing and how to talk with extraterrestrials, can you imagine a world where <laughs> you, know, you don't have to ask daddy, why is there air? You're asking an extraterrestrial. <laughs> hey. Why is there air? 
Oh, well, I tell you. Because they communicate through mental telepathy. I mean, just imagine how kids would just burst creativity in a world where we honored extrasensory perception, where we honored someone's intuition, where we taught our children how to talk with other sentient beings, the trees, the birds, the animals. I mean, it's extraordinary, the possibilities that are all around us that we're not utilizing because we have a very limited worldview. So the cosmic dimension takes humanity from a finite game to an infinite game at every level. And most fundamentally, compel a transformation of human values because humanity can meet its cosmic destiny killing each other. There is absolutely no reason why the Israelis and the Palestinians cannot have a unitary state. We're all human here, ladies and gentlemen. And it doesn't mean matter whether you're black or white, rich or poor, gay or straight, trans or hetero, Chinese, American, pygmy or giant. We're all human. We all have the same emotions. We all bleed when we cut. We all put our pants on one leg at a time. We all have the same aspiration for our lives and our children. And yet, we're committing genocide. We have racism. It's because we're not understanding in a broad enough way who we are. And that's what I think is the ultimate synchronicity of the extraterrestrials turning up on planet Earth at this moment, right at the moment of our greatest duress, when we're literally an endangered species. And climate scientists are predicting that we're going to experience what they're calling an extinction event sometime in 2025 or 2026, because we have so egregiously violated every natural law when it comes to the spewing CO2 and methane into the atmosphere, degrading the biodiversity of our planet, laying waste the human community where there's massive billions of poor people now around the planet and a smaller and smaller group of obscenely rich billionaires. They're even predicting that we're going to have our first trillionaire before long. That's such a distorted human reality. And then all of a sudden, the extraterrestrial, it's an extraordinary moment. And let me deepen this for, for just a second, because what I'm saying is not random. If you look at the origin of the modern extraterrestrial moment, three things happen simultaneously in history. Number one, the development of the capacity for nuclear weapons. Humanity split the atom simultaneously was the breakthrough by Albert Hoffman in Switzerland about LSD. And number three, the appearance of the first UFOs, really, uh, in modern history. There were a few before in the 1930s, but they, they came in earnest and in droves beginning in 1945. So history is being played out at levels of, of complexity that we all need to pay attention to so that the synchronicity between entering our ET moment right at the moment when we're about ready to self-destruct could not be more profound. And so the answer to your question, in my view, is that ETs and humanity's awareness extraterrestrial will transform everything in the world from religion education, to energy, technology, to economics, and politics. Because we're now only not alone 
we're not alone in the company of civilizations that are so advanced. The only analogy that you could have is when the aboriginals in Borneo, you know, saw the first, you know, Air Force aircraft land in a field and they experienced that as a miracle and they developed what they call the cargo cult. But it, 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 because they couldn't believe that something like this could happen. That's how humanity now is experiencing the ET. So not only are we not alone, we're the primitives now. <laughs> and the guys that are coming are seriously advanced. And how do we tame our hubris sufficiently to take our rightful place in a whole new scheme of things where we're not only not alone, but we're no longer the apex of creation? It's going to be a very humbling moment for humanity. Very interesting. You know, I wanted to ask you about some of the whistleblowers that are kind of waiting in the wings that you may or may not be representing here in 2024. You know, there's been some rumblings out there that if they don't feel comfortable going through the, the legal routes, that they may just come out and say what they're going to say unofficially uh, on a podcast or on a radio show, whatever it is. How likely do you think that is that some of them will do that? Or do you foresee them going through the way David Grush did it the right way through Congress, filling out the Dobser and, and doing it through the legal ways? I think it all depends on circumstances. It's, it's important to remember that David Grush, before he went to Congress, he went on News Nation with Russ Coldhart and did an explosive interview. Uh, and because he was under duress, so he knew that he needed to go public in a very dramatic way to protect himself. And I think other whistleblowers will take the same route. And as I mentioned right. earlier, that's one reason why we're forming a new Paradigm Institute law firm, in effect, uh, to defend the, the whistleblowers. Because the, the, the cat is now out of the bag. And more and more people are going to be coming out with information. And because the government doesn't have enough sense to do it in a controlled way, which is what the Schumer Amendment wanted to do, to do it over a seven-year period between 2024 and 2030, now it's going to happen in a haphazard way. They call a catastrophic disclosure where nobody's in charge and everything becomes random in an increasingly dislocated system of information and control. So I think it's going to be a wild ride as, uh, as history unfolds, particularly since UAP disclosure is happening within the context of world events. I mean, like the election coming up in the United States between the United States, between Joe Biden and, and Donald Trump, what's happening in Ukraine. Now that uh, the Russians have defeated the Ukrainians and nobody knows quite what to do. And the Republicans in Congress won't give the Ukrainians any more money. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, in, in Israel, how do you stop genocide in, it, in, 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 in Gaza? Uh, and undermining of the U.S. dollars. The UAP issue is one issue among many. And we're now experiencing what Edward Gibbon uh, called the law of unintended consequences. Just... Which no man, he said, even the Caesar can control. My gosh. Yeah, it is interesting to see how it's all kind of coming to a head here. I think 2024 is obviously going to be a wild ride with the presidential election. You have possible catastrophic disclosure or official disclosure. The world just seems to be getting more and more tense. You know, if you were uh, an ET or a, a being from somewhere else, of course you would come here to watch this. This would be the greatest show probably in the neighborhood of our galaxy. Like, have you think, I'm sure they- be the craziest. 
Yeah, I mean, if if they're out there and they communicate with each other, it's like, have you been to this planet? Like, we're gonna, you guys gotta go this check this out. Saturday I mean, Night Live, man. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine this would be be the show to go see. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about uh, Ubiquity University and some of the other programs that you guys offer there. Um, you guys offer PhDs in philosophy and other programs as well. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, we have a whole range of doctoral uh, program. We do it often with partners so that if partnering organization, let's say New Paradigm Institutes, working on the UAP issue, right? Disclosure. Well, they partner with Ubiquity and they have an academic, non-academic partnership that brings really good content together with an academic degree possibility. Because one of the realities in the world of education right now is that most of the best content is coming from outside academia because mm. academia it's all accredited and you know they can't do anything they got to get permission in the committees and da 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 if you're going to get a master's degree say at stanford university it takes you four years mm -hmm. so that's one reason why i founded ubiquity actually um, with a whole group of wonderful, wonderful people. And it's been my honor to be serving as president now for uh, uh, nearly 20 years, uh, is that we wanted to develop a whole new kind of education. The reality is that education is not a, should not be about knowledge. It should not be about going to class, sitting behind a desk, memorizing information from some guy up there that's telling you what's and then regurgitating it on a test, which basically t tests you how well you memorize data. That is not education, folks. Education is a collaborative dialogic inquiry into truth, beauty, and goodness. You need to know what's true. Absolutely. You need to know what's beautiful. You need to know how you can evolve your inner self toward beauty. And you need to do good in the world. Faith without works is dead, said Satan. You know, it's no, no good to, to have information unless you're doing something good in the world. So we have a tagline, go deep to go far. And we really try to have an educational program that enables people to know what they need to know, but pay equal amount of attention into how that information enables them to grow. So we have what we call the subject-object synthesis. We want the student to show command of objective content, whatever that student is studying in that course, and we want them to be able to describe with equal clarity how that information is affecting their personal growth and development, their spiritual evolution. And that brings together your left brain, facts, nothing but the facts, and your right brain. How does my heart feel? What are my intuitions that I know, new possible? So if you bring those two together in a learning system, you, you really provide students with a transformational experience that most of them consider one of the most important experiences in their whole life because the prevailing culture doesn't do that. In mainstream education, they don't have the slightest interest in your person. They want you to just, you know, just the facts, nothing but facts, ma'am. That's it. Got to yeah, be critical thinking, left brain, and that's one reason why we have so many psychotics. They're running the places. They have no training in natural law. They're completely disconnected because they think the left hemisphere of their brain is the only thing that's that's real, and they believe that because that's what they've been taught since kindergarten. Mm -hmm. So Ubiquity University has been created to go back to the original ethos, educari, 
which means to bring forth. What is it in you? What is it in me? Brings forth who I most optimally am. We're all born for a reason. Our mission in our educational process is to discover the reason why we're here. And then the rest of our lives is to do what you're called to do. So anyway, ubiquity is a very, very interesting, I would say, boutique uh, university. But it's a wonderful, wonderful group of people. And we have wonderful students. And uh, if anybody's interested, go to ubiquityuniversity.org. It's, it's a great little place. Yes. Um, I know we're almost out of time here, Jim. Uh, I wanted to ask you one more kind of wild question. Um, I know we talked a lot about um, you know, disclosure, new paradigm institute. Here's a wild question. And uh, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but here it goes. It's been out there that they walk among us, that there are groups that look just like us. What do you think about that? Is that, do you think that's a possibility? Have you ever been told anything like that? That there are being look just like us? Yeah, I think uh, there's lots of evidence uh, to that effect. And I would recommend that people read Richard Dolan's book, Alien Agendas, which is the best little book, the least I know of, that describes who these beings are and it's not just one they're what they call the grays and there's short grays and tall grays and there's you know reptilian also other kinds alien being there's a whole body of evidence not only in terms of communication but abductions uh, men and women have been abducted by uh, alien beings taken up in the spacecraft and poke around and sometimes men have had their sperm withdrawn, women have had eggs withdrawn. Uh, there's extensive reporting and evidence around uh, hybrid babies exist. And to your point, there's, there's many stories around the world that the UFOs, see, they've been here for some time. And what people gather, I'm just saying what I've gathered, is they've basically been observing us. And you know, when you see a scientist goes in the forest and he sees a little new insect, he'll poke the insect and, and see what it's like, and maybe they dissect them and so forth and so on. Well, the ETs have been doing that to us, because from their point of view, we're like little insects. We're, we're, we're like primitives. Uh, and so they're looking at us and poking at us and taking us and, you know, drawing blood and sticking needles in the tummies and, and seeing, you know, how do they give birth and, and, uh, so forth and so on. And then there's, they, they've been building extensive hybrids and these hybrids apparently are in human form. And not only that, but, uh, uh, Richard Dolan is coming out with his new book uh, on uh, USOs, unidentified submerged objects. All the UFO phenomena or UAP, because uh, they're not unidentified flying objects, they're unidentified anomalous phenomena under the sea. There's evidence mm. that they built bases. So we need to we need to get everybody that this is a very complex phenomenon. And not only that, the evidence indicates that this notion that, you know, the ETs are coming from Alpha Centauri or, you know, the star system, Orion or Sirius, probably many of them are. And most and of them, apparently, which explains why there's so many of them, are coming through dimensions. We're not the only dimension that's happening. We're one universe among maybe millions of parallel universes. And the ETs have figured out how do you go from one dimension to the next? 
Well, if you can do that, you can shape shift. Yeah. And that's why the, the, the spacecraft, you see it and you don't. Yeah. Right? Because they're moving interdimensionally. Yeah. So, yes, I am sure there are extraterrestrials that take human form. There's hybrid, human, half ET. Um, there's stories of people who've been abducted for years and taken off planet and seen other realms and then deposited on Earth and only an hour have gone. It's an extraordinarily wonderful, multidimensional and faceted world that we're now moving into. <laughs> and all we have to do is level our consciousness so we can engage in intuition and extrasensory perception, remote viewing, mental telepathy, and start to communicate them. And our whole world is changed because we're no longer masters of a little isolated planet. We're a little planet that is starting its extraordinary adventure of interlocking with cosmic civilization, millions and millions of years more advanced than we are. What's going to happen over the next 10 to 15 years is going to blow everybody's mind. So taking a training program, for example, learn what the facts are, learn how to communicate with ETs, start a group in your neighborhood and start working for disclosure. Because I guarantee you, this adventure has just begun. <laughs> wow. Well, with that, Jim, that, I think it's a great place to, uh, to end it. I, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, and a stimulating conversation. Um, I'd love to invite you back anytime. Um, Just let me know. Where can people find you? Um, give us your website. I know you mentioned a couple things, and I'll put some links in the description. Yeah, but just newparadigminstitute.org. Uh, and I'm at Jim at newparadigminstitute.org. Very simple. Fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful moment, everybody. No matter how bad it all seems. We just look upward and embrace our cosmic destiny. Our lives change because our spirits are uplifted and we realize for the first time why we're here. Wow. Thank you, Jim, for that wonderful little uh, uh, ending there. Um, have a great day. Look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you so much. Bye, Jim. Thanks for watching the show. I hope you guys are enjoying the content. If you're finding any value, please hit that subscribe button, that like button, and leave a comment. It doesn't cost you anything, and it really helps out the show.